Wakey, wakey, Iggy Biggy. Tis the Smart Coast Morning Show, blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Smodcast Morning Show on the Smodco Internet Radio Station or Network. <laughs> yes, I'm <laughs> professional. <laughs> uh, well, just got back from a long weekend, and uh, yeah, so, so I'm long. still trying to get back into the swing of things. I'm Marty. For those of you who haven't listened to the show, um, that's that's me. And we've got I'm Bill. Yes. I am Bill. And then we've got James. <laughs> yes. Born the man, man in the board. And James we've got video. Hey, we've good got morning. video. If you want to watch us uh, streaming live, you can go to UStream, and the handle is DJM Master Live. Yes. Have they done the iStream? We stream, we all scream for you stream commercial already. <laughs> I haven't seen the commercial, but pretty much everyone on you stream has done it at least once. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm hearing about it for the first time. Give me <laughs> so, a second to catch up. It's a long weekend. <laughs> We're running a lean show today. It's, I wasn't even going to come this morning. I'm so tired. I know. It's uh, just Bill and uh, James and me. Yes. Emily, what, what's up with Emily? Uh, Emily blames it on tequila and sunlight. Uh, I blame it on a lack of conviction. Yeah, yeah. Lack of dedication. Yeah. All right. So I told her no one would understand. <laughs> uh, Steve is pitching today, Kruger, and Woo uh, or TV. He's pitching Woo. Okay, figured. Yeah, you know. Jeff, <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> Jeff Woo, the executive over oh, at Sam Woo TV. Still got it. <laughs> and uh, believe it or a not, finally I'm, crafted joke, Marty. I'm well not done. sure if this is uh, public knowledge. This is. Uh, Dan would probably frown at me if I said this, but he is actually location scouting for the Veronica Mars movie that's on the download. Hey. Don't tell anybody. They can shoot is... in my apartment. Yes. Yep. I'll clean the bath. Well, they can shoot in my apartment. <laughs> By the way, good morning out there to Mike Dessert right, at Convincing Mike. Uh, do, you, do you call people out by their name or their Twitter handle? I do both. I do that's both. too much work. It's a lot uh, of Noah, work. Noah, Darren, Ryan, Jeff. Yako and uh, Mike O'Donohue and Tyson and Darren, of course. Uh, did I say Darren already? Anyhow, if you want to join the conversation like as we tweet live, <laughs> you can tweet live to us at Nooner Dan Marty, or you can get us a, an email to the mail sack at uh, noonerpodcast at gmail.com. So, one thing I noticed in the news, it, like lately, there's been a ton of. Um, a ton of reports of people videotaping police, uh, you oh, know, because yeah. now, like, I guess the, the original policing one. Policing the police state? Policing the police state. You know, Rodney King, I think, set off a, that, that whole beating, set off yeah. a, a precedent. And then now with the ubiquity of, of cell phones with mm -hmm. video capability, everybody in their, uh, you know, is just constantly, like, you know, has a, a shortcut to their video button on their, right. their phone. And, yeah. and then people have been capturing crazy things of police, uh, like at, at uh, speed, um, you know, if they get pulled over by the police, they'll do stuff and they'll, you know, sometimes challenge the police or just, you know, sometimes there are cool police uh, people. But then there's, in Bakersfield, uh, there was a, a beating at a, uh, somebody's apartment uh, let's see, what's the guy's name? Jesus. Sorry about that. Jesus. Long weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus got beat up in Bakersfield, people. Newsflash. I didn't realize the crucifixion <laughs> took place in Bakersfield. I'd crucify myself. <laughs> There's a drunk guy. the new guy. holy land. A <laughs> uh, drunk guy was, uh, was uh, 
the police came in to, to investigate, and then I don't know uh, how belligerent he got, but there was a they beat the guy to death. The police did. Jesus. And I don't think you can get belligerent enough to be beaten to death. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that. And then uh, this woman was filming it, and then they took the the uh, they confiscated the phone. They confiscated the phone. And you know, that's there, illegal, surely. Well, okay. So here's the thing: there are laws in uh, 38 states that say that you are allowed to to film the police, and yeah. then in 12 states, you uh, have to ask permission first. California yeah. is one of them, but uh, there are exceptions to it. Um, you know that you have to ask permission to film the police in California state yeah. law. Huh? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. It's it's uh, what are this called? Um, when you're obstructing justice, I right. think. Is, right. Is, That's the other thing is if you're yeah. obstructing justice. But there's an expectation. There's a, an expectation of privacy a provision in uh, some of these states um, that makes it uh, that doesn't apply to police because police don't have an expectation of privacy because they are public servants. Right. So. Um, so basically, in 48 states, you can open, openly record uh, film on duty police. Um, so it's it's almost like every week there's a different thing of somebody uh, getting beaten and it being filmed. And then in Baltimore, there was a woman where they they just took her phone and just stomped on it. Oof. Oh, wow. And it's it gets down to – and, you know, this sort of ties into the sort of government – overreach that the justice department is going through right now with you know yeah. tapping phones and or getting phone records um but like big brother I, yeah, yeah well no it is i know but i fucking like hate that. it <laughs> every one of these conversations someone's always like big brother right it's big brother man <laughs> so just like the tv show no you dick just like the fucking novel read a book <laughs> asshole and it, it gets big down brother, man. to like what is the summer of love what is the purpose of the police? Like every time someone says 1969, someone's like, Summer of Love. Oh, yeah? Were you there? <laughs> Fucking dick. <laughs> Summer of Love, man. Shut up. Sorry, you were talking about something relevant? <laughs> Bill is patting me on the phone, on the back right now because he knows... <laughs> he, can, he can feel the daggers that I'm staring at him. Summer of Love, man. Oh, oh. I'll give you a summer... <laughs> big brother, dude. Just fucking big brother all over again. But it well, there is that sense of like, okay, what is the purpose of the police to protect and serve, and and <laughs> it just does not create a good environment where they're doing that. And I mean, that said, oh, go ahead, go ahead, just talk. I'm sorry, I'm just motioning to James. My cans went out. Cans are headphones. Hey, there, 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 okay. we are. That was sorry, guys. The cans were speaking to you. <laughs> right. As soon as I started getting. Getting all worked up, the headphones are like, we're out. I mean, but the, uh, that's a... Even you don't want to hear there yourself. There are also these people who are out there challenging the police, you yeah. know, and challenging the police state, like uh, like people walking around with, you know, rifles strapped and like, this right. is my Second Amendment, right? And they're videotaping the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, there have been some very good videos of the police handling it well, saying, you know, that you're within your rights. And yeah. these guys are just trying to bait them, you know, just go right. ahead, try to take my gun. It's a huge uh, difference between obstruction of justice, baiting police, distracting law enforcement, and documenting right, events. Right, right. For this, especially when somebody's getting the shit. Right, for the, for the sake of justice or for the sake of this is what happened. Right. You know, she's not, yeah. oh, I, don't know, I don't know the circumstances, but, you know, if she was like with the cell phone camera screaming, I'm recording this, I'm, you're going to blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, get, get the fuck out of the way. You are, you're, you're 
you're throwing gasoline on the fire of a situation. Right. Get out of the way. This yeah. is a, a degree of obstruction, and you're and you're escalating things. But right. if you're if you're literally just documenting what's happening, and I think that there's a culture in the police of just like we have to maintain not or uh, maintain order by preserving our authoritarian position. You know, yeah. and wh- wherever we are, we are always right, mm-hmm. and you know we maintain order by keeping a, a, a sort of a intimidation and threat, you know? Yeah. Like there was this guy uh, in North Carolina, he's a rapper and he's out there in the parking lot of a uh, 7-Eleven type, uh, you know, convenience store mm-hmm. and he's drinking iced tea uh, or half iced tea, half lemonade and Arnold Palmer thing, you know, yeah. like <laughs> the, the um, you know, uh, Arizona iced tea. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the cop comes and goes, What's in there? And they're filming it, you know, because they were just videotaping him just talking. Yeah. And it's an undercover cop, and he he thinks it's malt liquor because it's it's the because size because it, it's black. Because yeah. it's <laughs> yeah. a black man drinking out of a giant can. And then the guy goes, "No, look right here on the ingredients. You can see right there." And he's like, "Well, let me s- sniff it." And it's like, "No, this is my drink. You know, you have no right nose. to do this." Yeah, I don't want your nose by my drink. Right. And so this cop, you know, seeing that he's wrong has to double down and says, well, then you have to get off the premises. Like, why? I'm just here. And <laughs> right. They were about to go in and buy some booze, actually. But, yeah. right. but, but that's, which is totally legal. You know? <laughs> and then the guy I'm gets... I'm about to buy the 40 I'm going to drink outside yeah. before driving off. <laughs> and then the guy gets... <laughs> Give me a chance. ...arrested for obstruction of justice. Wow. For sitting in there, you know, being black. Right. Basically. basically. So, uh, Gizmodo... They posted seven rules for recording police. So let's just go over them very quickly. You know, my thing is just don't be a dick about it. You know, it's like, uh, and also, you know, you got to protect yourself. So know the law wherever you are, rule number one. And um, yeah, you can look at this up on Gizmodo if you want. Uh, And that makes sense. You know, a lot of people who go out there, they do know the law and they, they will cite them to the police. And of course, the cops don't know the law. So you could probably just (laughs) get it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rule number two, don't secretly record the police. And I think that's good, too, because um, uh, there are also laws against that. Uh, Rule number three, respond to shit cops say. So uh, I I think that's the sort of thing of of don't be a a dick. So so when they ask you, what are you doing? You have, you know, you should be uh, honest and don't. Be, don't be confrontational. Don't bait, right? Yeah. yeah. So say, exercising my rights as an American, right? I don't trust the police. Right. And, yeah. Just say I'm. Answer not, the question, dude. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> officer. I'm not interfering. I'm asserting my First Amendment rights. You are being documented and recording off, recorded off-site, so you're not in the way of things. Yeah. And you are. Uh, you are also recording that you are not being confrontational. Right. And yeah. please also please sign this release because yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Wait, for, wait, wait, for wait. Theatrical release. You got, wait, wait, babe. Uh, uh, <laughs> You've got it right, right there. I'm going to uh, make you a star. I've got some Taft-Hartley paperwork. I'd like to do a lot for a <laughs> James knows all about that. Yeah. Uh, rule number four, don't share your video with the police. Um, yeah, no. Uh, I guess that makes sense. and Because um, I guess they can use it as evidence against you. Yeah. Uh, rule number five, this is a bad one, prepare to be arrested. So Just okay. for having done it. Yeah. Um, Even if it's legal in your... Um, even they, if it's legal, because they they might not know the law that well, right, and they right. or, or they might record re- arrest you for obstruction of justice, or if they which, smash your phone, you've got no proof anyway. Well, that's yeah. what number six is: uh, master your technology. So there are uh, programs that will rec- 
that will upload your videos automatically yeah. into the cloud. So know how to do that so that if they do destroy your phone, it's still protected. It's already backed else. up. Yeah. And um, then rule number seven is don't point your camera like a gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's a, a gimme, good one I think. To remember. Yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> sorry. I'm just videotaping. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Unless you have the cell phone that That's uh, a wrap. that Malkovich had in, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. in, in what was the presidential assassination one uh, in oh, the line of fire? Line of fire in the line yeah. of fire, yes. Yeah, but even then, don't do that. I so, thought Renee Rousseau was hot in that one. Uh, she's a hot woman, so we are not advocating going around challenging the yeah, police challenging. and videotaping them. But if you are in that situation, take those rules to heart. Yeah. Like the clash, say know your rights. And everybody else. <laughs> yeah. uh, so how was your guys' weekend? It was great. I had a good time. Um, let's see. Saturday, I went to uh, HempCon out, hey. out in uh, L.A. Convention Center. It was a fun time. Uh, and uh, we, I also uh, went to my co-host, Nestor Rodriguez, for the breaks. Oh, went nice. to his house Sunday for, uh, yes, Sunday for a barbecue. And shared all the stuff that you got at HempCon? Yes. <laughs> what, what is HempCon like? Is it all paraphernalia? Uh, it is basically all paraphernalia, but this was the music um, portion of, because they do like separate events. They're all HempCon events, but they have where one's mainly just uh, uh, you know distributors and vendors uh, out there showing their stuff. They all have that element to them, but some are more geared toward that. And then the one that was this weekend was the music uh, f- festival uh, portion of it. So they had a lot of They had Capadonna from the Wu-Tang Clan. I got to watch him perform. Oh, that's uh, cool. EPMD performed uh, Shinehead, Redman. Shinehead, I am something more. Yes. <laughs> used to love those records. Yeah, real, real deal Jamaican guy. I oh yeah, Shinehead, super Amazing. positive too. Yeah, he had all those, all those riffs on like not, not infighting among black artists and yeah, um, it was very religious stuff too. Yeah. Um, Christian, Christian religion, but um, in such a fun, positive way. Yeah, it wasn't uh, never, yeah, never like got, rammed down your throat. Yeah, and he was always he was he was very anti. Uh, you know, anti-crack, anti-heroin, like, I don't know. I, I love this stuff. Yeah. So positive. So it was a good time. I mean, I had a great muffin. weekend. Ragamuffin. Sometimes you've got to be a ragamuffin. <laughs> like, like my, my two and three. I never knew what the hell he was saying, but, <laughs> but I really, I don't <laughs> like him a lot. Either. He did, he did that Mario, Mario Brothers song too. Oh, that's right. By the way, Dutt just uh, tweeted in, we should be, Beating the dirty cops like Rodney King. Um, Oof. That's a bit harsh. I think videotaping them and having them go to jail is good. Yeah. I mean, I like cops. Like, you know, like yeah. in the neighborhood. They, yeah, I got a speeding ticket last week and I got all kinds of pissed off, but, but whatever. Were you speeding? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Super um, hungover on no sleep in my brand new car, like wearing a suit that I slept in. I was like, ah, nice. fuck. You're like Bruce Come Willis on, in uh, First Date, or what was that, Blind Date? Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, like, I, it's hard to get mad at the cops when you're speeding, right? Right. And it's funny, because I, I have a hyperinflated, and I mean that very literally, it's way overblown, but I have a hyperinflated sense of justice. Yeah. Like, when it comes to, like, why does he get away with that? How come she can... <laughs> right, yeah. right. And, then, and then when it happens like, to you, like... Fucking cops. Fucking cops. I don't know. What you know? What what gets me is that okay. So in California, it is illegal to film the cops right without their permission. permission. Um, but 
at, on the same on the flip side, when the paparazzi's chasing you, right. literally chasing you through the streets. Well, not me, but <laughs> but I mean, soon enough, it's so hard it, to leave the studio because they're yeah. all just crowded out. Once you're Taft Hartley, man, that's the beginning of the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah usually they go, "Wait, where's James Frank? Wait, you're James Frank? <laughs> oh fuck! Wrap it up! <laughs> Wrap it up! <laughs> Twitter we, lies. We fell yeah. for it again. Yeah." Um, no, but I mean, then why is it legal for them to to chase you down the fucking street right. yeah. and make you crash? You know, right. yeah, right, and stick cameras in your face when you're face trying to go that. to the laundry. But why is it that certain stars are able to avoid the paparazzi or handle the paparazzi really well? Yeah, you know, there's some people. I who, think it's live by it, die by it. Like if you if you cater to it and and feed that fire, you're gonna keep get like if you if you if you're explosive or violent or you freak out, it's like. Great. This is great copy. We're going to keep doing it. Yeah. If, if you're if super you're, sexy or like super like showing off all the time, then the cameras are going to want to see what you got to show off. Yeah. Because um, like you barely ever see paparazzi photos of like Brad and Angelina and Jolie. Like they just, just boring. They probably just. Oh, like, they're hey, boring. Guys. Yeah. 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 If you just nonchalant about it and just like, hey, yeah. Hey, great. You guys are out here again. Right. If you're in the public eye and you try to be an eyeful, like, yeah. they're going to come after you. But if you're just you. like, who fucking cares? Um, and how was your barbecue? The barbecue was great. We had uh, these burgers that Nestor made us were like fucking <laughs> thick, <laughs> like thick, thick. Oh man! Oh wait, so at Hempcon, where do people get stoned? Uh, well, here's the weird. Here's the weird thing about that. The LAPD is on site. They are there monitoring because it's the LA Convention Center. So of course they're, but I, I think they're, they're the hired, the off duty hired ones. They're still in their, their LAPD their uniforms. Yeah. They're blues. But I, I think it's like a lot of those events, they hire, you know, off duty officers to, to come in, in their uniforms. Can you and, film off duty officers? Um, I don't, uh, not think, if they're out of uniform. I think if they're plain clothes, you, you know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. The law. I don't know. Consult your lawyer. Yeah, but I, I I actually asked one of them, hey, are you guys allowed to do interviews? Because I was there getting footage mainly. Um, and, I'm, and I asked them, you know, hey, can, can you guys do interviews or right. maybe on camera? They're like, no, nah, nah, not so much. I go, okay, just asking. I didn't, right. And so it's weird that, that this is actually a topic because I actually right. directly asked a cop this weekend. Right. Um, but it, the weird thing about it is they allow you to – it's that little wheel right there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they allow you to. Uh, well, they don't allow you, but you can smoke uh, outside of the building. Obviously, inside the building, not you know they don't want you. You can't smoke that. tobacco, yeah. right? Um, but if you step out onto the uh, outside patio area, uh, they allowed you to smoke. And I mean, when, when they when I say they allowed, they were. Across the, you know, it's only a matter of maybe fifty feet or whatever, maybe a hundred feet. Right. But they're on one side of this this uh, courtyard area, and across the courtyard, which is not that far, there's kids out there with full on water pipe bongs, <laughs> just just fucking going out. for it, and they're not saying it. They don't they didn't say anything to them. So it's it's <laughs> basically a look. If you do it outside, you know, away and see, from the building. that's the cops being cool. Yeah. And because, seriously, like, if you get into that, it just, it's such a harmless drug and, you know, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. And there's just kids just doing their thing at HempCon. Yeah. Let them do what they do. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good to hear. And then it sounds like they were cool to you, even though they didn't want to be filmed. Yeah. No, they were, they were really cool. And they saw that I was walking around 
more or less documenting and, and doing interviews and stuff. So they knew it wasn't like, hey, man, let's fuck with the cops right, right, right. type dude, you know. So we're... Were people selling pot there? Or no. Because it's, it's not a dispensary. It's not a dispensary. Right. And that's that's the one thing is if you did if you got busted selling even just a little, hey, here's a J, man. Here's a joint. They would have, they, I'm sure they would have, you know, uh, mm. taken them to jail uh, because it's, it's technically you cannot sell the right. actual medication there. Right. right. The, uh, delivery methods and. And um, and you had a weekend away, and that was nice. Yeah, I drove up to Big Sur on Saturday. What's um, it like up there? Big Sur is just the edge of the world. It's gorgeous: cliffs, ocean, pine trees, evergreens, uh, rocks. Yeah, oh, it's it's paradise. That's what plays <laughs> when you get out of your car. Yeah. <laughs> Where does that come from? <laughs> It's big, sir. Man. It's in the air. Yeah. Uh, I'd been up there a couple times for. <laughs> That's not the. That was the drive back. Um, I'd been up there a couple times for weddings, and it is. It's an extremely romantic place. It's very visceral, and uh, you know, you'll see things you've never seen before. Any of those huge photos, like on the covers of atlases and stuff, they tend to be a big sir. Um, yeah. Atlases? What's an atlas? I still have an atlas in my car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those spontaneous, those spontaneous roadies. That? Is there an app for that? Yeah, I don't right. know when yeah. your phone's going to die. I, I like maps. I like tracing yes. my finger on a highway map. Um, it's like looking for buried treasure when you have an actual paper map in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it is. It's like a Goonies. I have, X marks I, the spot. When was the last time you opened a map? On this oh, trip. God. Did you really? Yeah, I have the AAA uh, state of California map. I busted it open a couple nice. times. And why didn't you just use your phone? It's less fun. Yeah. I Ooh. actually turned my phone off for the weekend because I like didn't. like an adventure. I, like, I didn't want to check my phone and get some text that's some bullshit I got to deal with. It's like, I'm out. Phone's off. I don't need this shit. I got my way across Ireland with a map in my lap. I got my way across yeah, but- country with a map in my lap. But now you don't need to, a map in your lap. There's a lot of things you don't need to do that you can still do. Oof, whatever. Uh, did you go in the water? Uh, I went up to my ankles at uh, Pismo Beach, but it's, it's just ice cold. And even when we got down to the beach on the hikes, it, you know, bitter wind. and it wasn't, it wasn't super warm. It was really cold at night, which was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was nice. It was, it was a bit of a romantic getaway, so um, I had a lot of fun. Oh, good. Um, did, so no, no one watched the... The 15 episodes of uh, Rusted Development? Not yet. Not no. Yet. Uh, but yeah. I did go back and watch, uh, uh, full disclosure, I got um, high for the first time in a long time. What? Uh, what? I've been super stressed Mr. out. Mr. Straight Edge here. I've been super stressed out and I can't sleep. Where'd you, where'd so you... somebody gave me... <laughs> wow, this is an exclusive. So somebody gave way, me some, some For any law people chocolate. out there. Oh, somebody um, gave you chocolate. Oh, yeah. I guess you could do that at HempCon. You could do the chocolate or the yeah, you could do the, breath the strips edibles. or whatever. Yeah. Um, don't eat much of it because it doesn't take much. <laughs> um, <laughs> and watched Arrested Development like as I was sleeping. And first of all, I you know, I don't I don't get high very often. It sort of affects me very radically, and it's not it's not it's not like a feeling that I settle back into. Yeah. I'm like yeah, this is this is me chilling out. Like when I have a couple beers, I'm like oh yeah, I know this groove. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like that, so it was like, what's going on? <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was watching the episode Arrested Development with We Britain, which is a classic Charlize Theron, and there's like it's like a spy angle, and yeah. uh, there's mystery stuff, but there's also slapstick, and um, that's when Tobias gets the plugs in his in his head, and he's covered in blood, and it was like it jumped genres so much, like soundtrack, editing, pacing, that I was like, I was lost. 
The whole time, yeah. I was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> you were not, stoned. This is not your str- uh, like a traditional comedy, which everyone knows about Arrested Development. But it's not just how sharp the humor is; it's just how bizarre they'll go down any path, right? And go down to its fullest with music pacing, stings like musical stabs. Uh, uh, you know, I like way Arrested Development a lot, but it, it does border on silly. It's extremely silly. Yeah. And that is yeah. probably my biggest criticism of it. And I don't know. I mean, I watch a lot of silly things. You know, 30 Rock certainly was very silly. But for some reason, I, it worked better for me in 30 Rock than it did in Arrested Development. I'd be the opposite. Really? Because in, in 30 Rock, when it was silly, I appreciated the intelligence behind the humor and the sight gags. Yeah, but right. it also felt like... <laughs> yeah. Whereas in Arrested <laughs> Development, it's like, you, we all live in this extremely silly world. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. No, I, I hear you. Um, but I did not see it yet. I'm, I want to rewatch the first, you know, the first mm-hmm. three seasons first um, before I get into it. Were you a, a fan? Uh, I was in very, very early on, um, but I haven't revisited and, and gone back. And do, so I think I want to do the whole, you know, the whole deal. That's that's the best way for me. Usually is to sit to just knock a block out. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. It's it is just, really smart. I mean, they do a lot of wordplay and um, that yeah. bit where, like, Michael was struck with something from his youth and the Mary Poppins doll hits him in the head. And it's like <laughs> literally struck with something. From, right, you know, th- right. That, that kind of th- – I mean, I used to host a vaudeville show. That kind of stuff kills me, you know. I love it. And and the name the, – all the names, you know, right. like George Michael and Job and, and you know, maybe the – Buster, just, maybe. Yeah, they're just that – so smartly done. Yeah. So I'm excited to see it, but I, I hear it's very silly. Um, but uh, Let us know what Even you think. Even sillier, season four? Yeah. Um, let us know what you thought of it. Uh, Darren saw the first five episodes. Um, and then um, – Wow. So Grant is letting us know that Nike is ending its relationship with Livestrong. Mm. All right. Barely? Dropping like flies. Which? Barely? I mean, I thought they already... Well, they did it. They severed they it They dropped him. him. Right, oh, right, but, right, right. Now the organization The whole charity, itself. the whole organization, really? Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um, I think we talked briefly about Sylvia Brown. Did we, did we talk about her? The, uh, the psychic? Psychic? Because no. did we, okay, so you, you know the the three girls that were um, found in Cleveland. Oh yeah, yeah, uh-huh. I do. <laughs> Bill is showing some restraint today. The, uh, He's like, you know what's from Cleveland? Uh, oh, we're talking about happened in any city, in any country. Men will always be animals. Women will always be prey. Yeah. Uh, yes. But I will say, when they were describing the suspect, like a former bass player who used to play in clubs in Cleveland who lives in the near west side, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Dodge that bullet. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. I was <laughs> waiting for the knock on the door. It's right. in the helicopter overhead. It's like, whoa. Uh, you look nothing like him, thankfully. Uh, so <laughs> one uh, Amanda Berry was one of the, uh, the girls who was kidnapped. Yeah. And her mother when she was kidnapped, went to um, Sylvia Brown, was on the Montel Williams show. Oh, wow. And asked... There's still a Montel Williams show? Oh, this is when she was kidnapped. Oh, okay, right, In right, 2004. Right, uh, there was still a Montel Williams show in 2004? <laughs> there yeah. still was. And, uh, and, you know, Sylvia Brown did like 100 appearances on that show. And and there were 100 episodes of Montel Williams? <laughs> <laughs> it was on daily. So... Uh, <laughs> And Sylvia Brown did a reading for this woman and said, oh, no, uh, you know, your daughter's dead. Oy. And then within Jeez. a year or two, that the mother died. 
And, you know, whatever... Because she lost hope. Well, you can argue that, you know, we don't know... I just did. Yes. No, you didn't argue it. You just asserted it. (laughs) (laughs) Same difference. (laughs) Arguments have uh, evidence. Just finish the story. All right. So... uh, but the fact is, you know, this woman died thinking that her daughter was dead. dead. And that's just, it's heartbreaking. And, yeah. and it, it's so predatory what, the, what Sylvia Brown and other psychics like her do. Uh, you know, because basically they're just playing with someone's hopes and, and using, trying to maximize money out of it. And it, it, it infuriates me. Yeah. Uh, have you ever gone to a psychic? Uh, I have actually. I and have. and do you believe in psychic? Uh, I do to a certain extent. Um, I don't believe that everyone that presents himself as a psychic is necessarily gifted in that way. Uh, but I do believe that there are some who are in tune to to energies and and such that that actually can. Right. Yeah. So I do believe. Um. But it's and and so your psychic reading was it accurate? Fairly accurate. Uh, of course, there are, you know, there 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 are elements that uh, anyone. That's why I say I don't believe all of them are, are necessarily psychic. Just really good at reading people, mm-hmm. you know, reading the person and and making the right uh, suggestions and 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 such. But right. mine mine was fairly fairly accurate. There were right. a couple of things I was like, eh, that could have gone either way. But I mean, there's some great uh, magicians who do psychic readings as an expose of like, you know, how to power how, of suggestion, how, power of suggestion and just how yeah. they, how they fish for, for clues yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, how to use language that is open wrong. enough to interpretation that you can, you can convince yourself or apply it to yourself. Right. Yeah. And like, um, like Darren Brown did a great, uh, reading where he gave 12 people horoscopes and, uh, like these, you know, 10 pages of, of stuff and said, you know, th- this is based on all the numbers that we were given. And like, 70 80 percent of them are just like this is this is me this is spot on and of course they all got the exact same reading you know yeah uh there was a comedian or there is a comedian uh brian regan hilarious comedian really funny guy that does a he does a bit on uh he's a bit mainstream right yeah yeah he had this bit about uh what was the guy the guy that used to have the tv show like sylvia brown but uh he would do the you know walk in the crowd and they ended up saying he was uh John something I can't remember, but anyway, this guy that had a show and he did a bit about uh, Brian Regan did a bit about him, like saying like uh, I'm I'm seeing an M name, uh, someone with an M, and the and the person's like uh, my dad's name was Bob Jones, Mister Bob Jones. <laughs> so, uh, I see he died yeah. of natural causes. He was shot in the stomach with a cannon, so naturally he died. <laughs> Well, that's what happened to Sylvia Brown. Like she, she was somebody, shot in the stomach with a cannon. You know, somebody was yeah. on saying, like, you know, I, I want to know, you know, what what happened to my husband when he died. And she goes, Oh, I see, I see water. I see, you know, there's water in his lungs. And she, the woman said, No, he was a he died in nine eleven. He was a firefighter. And like, you know, Ugh. couldn't get more wrong. And this yeah. is all on YouTube if you want to look it wow. up. And it's just so so sad and uh and then sylvia brand's trying to be like well maybe you know when they were trying to put it out there was water that there you know and yeah. just could not be <laughs> more despicable oh, it's yeah. also i mean some of the blame has to go i'm not not blame isn't the right word but if you know amanda berry's mother 
you know, you need you need answers in life. You're you're hurting. Um, but right. No, you you want answers. You go you to Sylvia closure. Brown. Right. You know, that's, it's, it's uh, like, some of that is on you for like. It's how you're, you, you're looking for a quick fix. You're looking for a quick answer. You're looking for someone to tell you. Right. Tell you she's alive. Tell you she's dead, so that you don't have to keep wondering. But the truth is, you you don't know and you can't know. So. You know, look look elsewhere for your peace of mind. Right. No, absolutely. But people just want easy answers, and, and that seems to be very comforting for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, Jose Lapara last week was uh, – he is a um, manager for uh, a football club in, in Spain. Hey, sports, 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 uh, sports, 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 sports. No, it's not sports. He, he went to a, a fortune teller, <laughs> teller, Lucia Martin, and – for a love spell. And so she, for $212,000, he oh. paid her for a love spell because that she would conjure up and make happen. Didn't work. So he broke back into the woman's house to get the money back and was arrested. Wow. Wow. Yes. Who was he trying to fall in love with? Uh, I, I don't know, some woman. But apparently she said that she predicted his arrival and called the police. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. <laughs> John Edwards. Thank you, Dutt. Oh, at, John Edwards. At yeah, yeah. Vampiro419. Uh, that's who I was thinking of, John Edwards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this weekend I was at a party and this woman was there and she. Ooh, I like where this is going. Yeah. She's a, a tarot card reader. Oh, never mind. Okay. And she's talking about it. She's like, you know, I have a, a big following in the tarot card world. And. Was, so six people know who you are? No, look at <laughs> look at this is a two hundred. <laughs> she's a friend of mine. A big following in the tarot card world. No, fuck you. Why yeah. fuck her? I'm What's kind the of, tarot because, card world? What is it? Ten people? No, it's thousands of people. Look, at, just because you're not interested in it doesn't mean it's not that, that I'm in, not interested in it. It's that it's fucking stupid. <laughs> but go on about your fucking friend. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. What is wrong with you? I There's don't believe no in anything. Be, well, that's fine, but you don't have to dismiss people who do. Sure I do. Well, anyhow, she doesn't either. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> she said, like, you know, you know, starting, she came from a religious background, and she was doing taro and got really into it, and then just came to realize, like, it doesn't, it, it, there's nothing mystical about it. Yeah. And, and I was like, well, then how can you keep doing it? And she goes, well, I do it, and I don't – she doesn't charge money, you know, and she does it for uh, – more as a character reading and using it as a starting point to yeah. get into some, uh, you know, the like – psycho, psycho Yeah, basically a, a discussion. Psychology of it, right. Yeah, and, yeah. and it becomes like a, a starting ground. And I thought that was really interesting uh, because, you know, she's not being a dick about it, mm -hmm. you know, and not exploiting people. Yeah. And she's not lying to people, but she's in invested in this world, which ha is a substantial subculture. And she—I don't know about substantial. You don't know. <laughs> you know nothing about it. So <laughs> shut up. Look into your mind's eye. Uh, but you'll you know, see how many people. Because yeah, six. It, she should just be a, a therapist, you know. And yeah, she, right. And yeah. instead, she's doing this. So I don't know. I just thought it was really interesting how somebody has that epiphany. When they're already so immersed in it, you know, yeah. it's like, like you know, a, a pastor coming to atheism or something like that, yeah. you know. And then, but, but that's that's those are the people you can sort of trust to a degree because there's oh, absolutely. A, so she's not a, not a cynicism. Don't fuck her, you <laughs> jerk. She's not a jerk. Not a not a cynicism, <laughs> but uh, you know, a healthy a healthy questioning and and just sort of. I've been I've been talking to someone who who's into a lot of things that I'm not like. Um, 
reincarnation yeah. and astrology and all things that I that I just don't believe anything. Yeah, I, I, I hold no stake in it. But and she says, I don't know if this is true. I don't know if this is real. I find comfort from it. I find some some guidance from this. I I like I enjoy this. You know, and the same with like Hindu. Um, Hindu gods. It's like I don't. I don't necessarily worship them, but I got a sticker of this god on my bike, and I just makes <laughs> you feel good, you know. And it's like, it's like enjoying it, experiencing it, listening, and um, taking some sort of comfort or value from it without putting stock in it and putting it up on a pedestal. Yeah. Besides, as, we, as some sort of truth. Well, we've all tried this with our friends back in the day. Kali Ma. <laughs> Kali Ma. Never worked. <laughs> Dr. Jones, it's me, Dr. Jones! <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't... I, I have trouble identifying with that, you know, when people say that. I just don't know how, how in the face of logic you can... Uh, believe in some of these things you know and but that's what i'm saying it's not necessarily a belief it's just sort of a a dabbling and taking some taking little pieces here pieces there and enjoying you know aspects of comfort right that they might bring i mean i wanted to get my tarot cards read because yeah i thought it would be neat is she you know? cute um yeah, that could be sexually a, charged having uh, your tarot cards read by a cute girl. She's cute enough, but it's. Did it, you ever see uh, what was that James Bond movie with the tarot? Card? Live and Let Die. Yeah. In fact, I have the Live they and Let Die the tarot cards, and it yeah. was like it came in a little box with a little book on how to read it. I nice. mean, just do it. You know, it was really fun. And was one deck all lover? <laughs> My deck. Yeah, yeah. He's talking about his penis. Uh, Jane Seymour, by the way. Yes, so I mean, pretty. Yes, still, still pretty. pretty. Yeah, I one of my first PA jobs. She was a, a guest on the Wayne Brady show, and uh, I think I, I think I brought her a, some white wine because she had an audition she was nervous for, or I had to bring her something else, and she was oh I had to bring her an opener because she brought a bottle of white wine because she had an audition she was nervous for. It was adorable, uh, so pretty. How did I hear lots of things about um, Wayne Brady? Do you have any gossip um, to spill? Not gossip as such. He was kind to me. Uh, we interacted a few times. I was able to sort of, you know, joke and be somewhat casual with him. Um, but I will say there is definitely a lack of, he's not super genuine. Mm. There's, there's definitely like a, oh yeah, you've worked, have you worked with him? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, saying how grateful he is and saying that, but it's just, there's an oiliness to it. Yeah, exactly. "Mm." It's a little, he's kind of an odd bird. Um, Yeah. Noticed, I noticed right away that he had on uh, Manscara. Uh-huh. <laughs> really? Yeah. Guyliner? Yeah, Guyliner. Oh, Manscara is different. Yeah, well, right. both. No, he had Guyliner and Manscara. But the person that was the dick in his camp wasn't him necessarily. It was his road manager. His mm. road manager came up to me because what had happened was he was performing in- It's a reflection, uh, though. Your people. Yeah, exactly. He was uh, performing in- uh, at the Brea Improv, and they called me because uh, I worked at Ontario, and they called me and said, "Hey, Wayne Brady has some specific uh, his writer requests, yeah, yeah. his writer uh, as far as equipment. So we need you to get the equipment and to bring it and set it up and run it for him." Right. So I was kind of their go-to guy. So I was there as a courtesy of the Improv. Uh, they could have just had the regular sound guy work on it, and whatever happened happened. But they brought me in as a courtesy. So the road manager comes up to me, and uh, something was going wrong. It was something to do with their equipment, not me. 
It was right. the actual on-site equipment for uh, the Brea Improv, which it was just old, shitty equipment. It wasn't, it wasn't installed correctly to begin with. So I'm trying to work through that, and the road manager comes up to me. He's all, you better fucking get this thing uh. fucking. And he's, he's the finger and the fucking. So I, I, I put my hand up. I said, hold on, chief. I said, first and foremost, you don't put your fucking hand in my face, and you don't come motherfucking me like that. I go, let me tell you something. This is going to get real ugly if you don't change your attitude. As a matter of fact, I don't need to talk to you anymore. You can go ahead and go talk to the uh, the owner who has brought me here as a courtesy for you guys to work sound for you guys. So you can go talk to him and, and let him know what your concerns are. Because you keep talking to me like that. I'm going to fuck you up in front of everybody here. <laughs> so the dude kind of Kool-Aid man uh, walked. <laughs> and that was the end of that. Uh, he, he was very gracious after that. I love that the Kool Aid walk, the Kool Aid man walk is a thing. Yeah, that's immediately a thing I just now. know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Is it from Family Guy? <laughs> Family Guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Like, oh yeah, he breaks like, in at the wrong time. Yeah. They're like, uh, oh no, oh no, oh yeah. <laughs> like in court, and he's right? Like, right. <laughs> slow walking back. Uh, by the way, we had uh, homework last week. I totally forgot. Yeah, to watch Blue Velvet. Totally That's forgot. Right. And Yako was I the suck. only one who Yako did the homework. Did and Yako said that uh, he hadn't seen it since watching it on VHS. It's a, it's a great movie. Uh, are you a, a Lynch fan? Um, I'm not super familiar with Lynch. I have watched some tr- Twin Peaks um, and, and got started to get into it. And then I tried to re- rewatch it recently on Netflix. And it was the pace was a little slow. Some of the acting was over the top. And I, and I had... Hard time getting in, even though right. the visuals were beautiful. Um, what are, what are the Lynch have I seen? Uh, I mean, Blue Velvet has one of the greatest openings. Ever. I haven't seen Eraserhead. I haven't seen Blue Velvet. Um, All right. I didn't see Mulholland Drive. So we we now know Bill's dedication to the show. He had, he had a ninety minute assignment and he failed. What uh, <laughs> he failed Mulholland Drive? Did you I see didn't that? even want to be here this morning. I'm, I slept like four hours in the last three days, and I'm here. Uh, I didn't see Mulholland Drive. What are, I've, I've seen some Lynch. What I have no idea. What are some other? Uh, we we think we've gone through the canon. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> no, <laughs> we <haven't>. um, <laughs> um, but Mulholland Holland Drive, I think, is my favorite of his. Um, are you a, fa- a Lynch fan? Uh, I you know, I've be- I just recently really gotten into Lynch. It's it's like he captures dream logic in a, such a, a beautiful way that is very haunting and it doesn't feel like you're just being jerked around by nonsense. It yeah. really feels like he probably had these dreams and remembered them really well and then put them up. And I think it, the trouble is sometimes it just doesn't make a lot of sense, yeah. you know, at the end of the day. Inland Empire. Uh, and then Mulholland yeah. <laughs> Drive is one where I think it, I lo- it comes together really well. And there's, it has one of the scariest sequences I, in a movie. I love the straight movie. story. Which is oh, straight, straight, very great. unlynchian. Yeah, but, no, but that's I a great did movie. Love that. Sissy Spacek and the old dude. Um, um, did he <laughs> do? Um, did he do? Uh, did he do the one with um, Laura Dern and Nick yep. Cage? Mm-hmm. Uh, some called something. Yes, that was the one. Wild at Heart. Yes, Wild great film. Heart. Great, right. great that film. Was a Lynch film. That uh, one I remember. So, I think we're at a specific time. Are, we, are, we are you setting there? up a segment? No. Oh. I'm setting you up. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's the top of the hour. You're listening to the Smod Coast <laughs> Morning Show on the Smodcast, the Internet Radio Networks. Bill, 
Get your head out of your ass. I was looking up Lynch movies. <laughs> I'm your trying ass, to man. contribute. We are professional podcasters here. That's an oxymoron, but that's who we are. <laughs> and you are letting tens and tens of listeners down. Play it back. That was a brilliant top of the hour. Play it back. That was some of my best work. Uh, Darren <laughs> writes in that it's hard to believe that Dean Stockwell's character from Quantum Leap was... Uh, uh, or separate him from the Quantum Leap character and the Blue Velvet character, who's also the boy with the green hair. He was a child actor. Yeah. Even harder to separate it from his brilliant cameo in Freaks and Geeks. Um, Let's oh. burn this place down! <laughs> I love that. I love Quantum Leap. I'm a Quantum Leap. Anytime yeah. I see it on, if there's nothing else that I'm watching, I'll, I'll stop on it. I'll, I'll stop and watch it. I never saw it. There was a brief window where we thought we could get Scott Bakula as a guest on our vaudeville show. Uh, and we were going to do a Halloween show where we were uh, everyone in the cast was terrified because they thought Scott Bakula was Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out in the end that he was. It was really funny. Nice. But then we, then we chickened out and didn't, didn't approach him. But he's a song and dance man. He actually, you know, he's, he can do like musical theater. Uh, Chris nice. Brown posted a, a link if you want to go to uh, Matt Robinson meeting David Lynch with a cow on the YouTube. Um, and then uh, Mike O'Donohue mentioned uh, the Wayne Brady segment on Chappelle show. Oh, yeah. That's and that's brilliant work. Like, he's, he's so. Classic playing against type. Yeah. Right. And he's a talented guy. Like, there's no yeah. questioning Wayne Brady's talented. He's just, he does just give off a weird vibe. Though. That yeah. came on when yeah. I was working for him at Wayne Brady. That aired. Oh, wow. Everybody was really proud of him, really happy. Because I think at that point, we knew the Wayne Brady show was coming to an end. So it was already starting to feel like, what's next? What's next? Yeah. And that Chappelle appearance showed what could be. What he could do, yeah. And he ended up going some very cheesy routes, I think. Vegas and... Yeah. Not the live performing... I don't. I would never shit on live performing. No, but I mean, especially Vegas. That's It's a gig. In Vegas, oh, man, you Vegas get those is contracts. Bank. Yeah. It's bank, but I don't know that it's art. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You kind yeah. of do uh, I mean, trade killed, your soul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Steve Martin, when he was working there, he was in, this is in the late 70s, making yeah. half a million dollars a week. Oh, yeah. You know, just doing this, wow, the same th shit over and over again. Yeah. And that's when he gave up stand-up because he was just like, people don't want to hear, like at that point he was sort of a rock star and people yeah. came to hear the segments they already had on record. Right. They didn't want to see anything new, you know, so it was... Very odd. Yeah. Uh, on uh, this weekend, I went to a party and I played charades. Are you, oh, you guys nice. charades fans? Charades, charades. Too much, played. too much pressure out here. Too many actors. Too many I funny played, improvisers. I played with a bunch of actors, <laughs> and it was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, but that's the fun of it, though. Like, then these are people who know how to convey information. I shrink in the spotlight, Marty. You know what you should be. An actor. I know. I made the wrong choice. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What's wrong with you? I like a challenge. So, what, what games do you do you play? Ever any sort of played games? celebrity a few times, um, which can be which can be very fun. Um, yeah, hmm, I do enjoy the. I do enjoy anything involving trivia. Uh, James, yeah. are you a game games? Man? I am. I'm. I'm just saying. I'm. I'm a trivia person. Uh, and charades. I haven't played it in, in a while, but. That's pretty good. I, I think Pictionary more because I'm, yeah, I'm that's more a fun of a visual. One. So Pictionary, right. kind of the the visual, uh, well, or the more artistic oh, oh, charades. Yeah. Um, I've also I also I loved I used to love Parcheesi, the Royal Game of India. Oh yeah, yeah. As a kid, although that was mostly just chance. Um, and uh, one thing that was a lot of fun. Um, my friends and I in college used to write our own questions and host our own uh, um, Jeopardy. 
Oh yeah, games. Oh, that's that, cool. that was super fun. Uh, what about Settlers of Catan? Have Have you guys no. played that? No, no. I, that's. A, I think Emily's one of, would be the one to talk about. Damn that. it, She's Emily! Bit, why she, did you she, not come? <laughs> Get out of nights. bed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, some games don't hold up, like Monopoly. I mean, I'm not gonna play that. It's a little but, dull. Yeah. And Risk, Risk. Yeah, it was okay. Uh, yeah. What about apples to apples? Have you played so that? So dumb. Ugh. Apples to apples. That is I, dumb. I, I don't get that game that, at all. But <laughs> I've heard that it's... I, I don't remember exactly how it works, but I remember everybody telling me how awesome it is and then playing it and like... Well, it, it just it, it never made any sense. I never got the logic of it. Well, this is what happens when you play with, with Bill. A game is only as good as the people who are playing it. Yeah, <laughs> that, and the people I was playing with weren't funny and weren't interesting. Well, they were playing with you. They're like it was boring. Did you get invited back? <laughs> uh, I'm not friends with those people anymore <laughs> <laughs> because they made me play. No, because they're fucking boring. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, apples to apples is uh, basically you have one card that says uh, like a subject, like you know, uh, or glamorous, and then everybody has seven cards, and they have to pick one card that matches glamorous. So you could pick like you know Marilyn Monroe and put it down there, and. Uh, or you could do something ironic and put like you know, uh, big Bigfoot, you know, and then right. so then, or you could put a total non sequitur and be you know, cold pizza, and then the person whose turn it is goes through the cards and discusses each one and which one is he thinks is, or she, or she is most appropriate for the the subject card, and yeah. then whoever's card that is gets uh, gets the the point, and so it's a it's sort of like a discussion game and it's no. you know it, it can be fun have you you you've played it i have not oh. i've heard about it but i haven't played it so then this group of 20 something kids in chicago they came up with this idea to do adult themed ones so <laughs> of uh, course they did yeah and, <laughs> and and it's very funny you know i mean you know it's not like all pornographic but it's like things like you know that that college kids do, you know, like vomiting in your friend's car, or, yes. you know, and, and uh, you know, hooking up with uh, an ex, or, and you know, you can go online and find it. But it, it's called Cards Against Humanity. That is not funny either. I played that. You, I had the same problem with apples to apples. I would okay. play. I would play the most brilliant card. And just no it, one got and it. No one ever got it. And I was like, "What? Well, this is just boring." <laughs> well, you, you just were playing with the wrong people. Like everybody, everybody chose the most obvious one every time. And yeah. I was like, oh, "This is just not interesting. This is just this is work, right?" But that's the that's it's the point. Fun. You have to defend your card, and suddenly, without yeah, at the tenth you know. round, you're like, you know what? We just don't get along. So I'm gonna leave. <laughs> we are not friends anymore. <laughs> fuck you and fuck your stupid game. And but, then finally, in like round 27, I'm like, well, this is a sure. This is a sure fucking. This is the funniest thing anyone will ever hear in their lives. Boom, doesn't get picked for something stupid and obvious. Like, yeah. So that boring. said, that said, Cards Against Humanity started out as a four thousand dollar Kickstarter campaign. They just wanted to to raise four thousand bucks to publish this. These the this card set, mm -hmm. and they uh, got four times their original goal. And sixteen thousand. That would be sixteen thousand. Yes. Wow. Oh, he still got it. See, that's Ivy coming League. strong. Ivy League education. Yes. With the rapid fire <laughs> mental math. And then they've offered the game as a free PDF, so you can download it for free. And you know, I know I played it once where somebody had cut them all into, oh, you really? know, printed them on cardboard and right. cut them all herself. Uh, or you can buy it as a printed one for twenty five bucks. Um, 
and they have made twelve million dollars in revenue oh, from this. Holy shit! From Cards Against Humanity. Cards Against Humanity. Oh. How crazy is that? Fuck. I want to be happy for them, but I'm so angry. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> isn't that great? And these I guys. Guess. <laughs> I, hey, I never begrudge anyone their success. Yeah, that's what I'm trying not to do right now, but it's not going so well. But it's true. I played it uh, last week with uh, some. Tarot card lady? No, no. The, uh, with mm. my neighbors. And, and I, I they, think there's a good future for you they in tarot had, card lady. Is that what the cards are saying? Swinging the cards. That's what the cards are. <laughs> <laughs> Always looking out for you, Marty. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, I played with two 18-year-olds, and they were so, like, they just were playing exactly what it was. So it would be like, you know, what I put in a sandwich, and then someone would put salami, and then I would put, you know, like, pubic hair, and right. and then they would be like, well, pubic hair doesn't taste good. I wouldn't want that. So I'm going with salami. You know? That's that's that has been my experience. So it, it all is who you play with. So if you play with a bunch of like improv people, that I did that before. Mm-hmm. That was really fun because a they're if they're funny, they're, they're always going for the gag. Yeah, or they're just naturally funny without right. even going for the gag. So I can already tell you, if you play that with me, you're going to get a lot of my dick is going to be the answer right. for a lot. <laughs> well, but in a sandwich, my dick. But you have to play what the cards give you, and if oh. you get the dick card, <laughs> I'm gonna, then you put that. I'm going to yeah. take a sharpie, cross everything out, and write my dick. My on dick it on every card. <laughs> <laughs> that I would play. Uh, here, take your stupid game. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, let's play fifty-two pickup. <laughs> Now we're talking. Fuck this. You guys aren't my friends anymore. (laughs) Somebody did mention Taboo on Twitter. I I have enjoyed that game. Lou says she uh, played Drunk Twister. It was always a winner in her younger days. Which she was always a winner in? Uh, Let's do it. Uh, Yeah, I I played Drunken Spin the Bottle. Oh, oh, no, no. I never played that. Drunken Truth or Dare. never had any fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that turned out not being fun. Because uh, I think there was there was too many sort of sexual like crossovers with people and yeah uh, and then it just got a little awkward Ugh. yes Yeesh. but um, have you ever played uh, the drinking game my dick is uh, do elucidate you start with the letter A or you can start with any letter in the alphabet and then go uh, in order uh, from there. And uh, you have to come up with adjectives that start with that letter. Ah. So you're like, uh, my dick, my is, dick awesome. is effervescent. Awesome. My dick ah. is effortless. You know, and then, to, and then when you run out, that person has to drink. But the way we did it made it more fun is you had to put your lips over your teeth. <laughs> and at no point could you show your teeth or you also had to drink. Just like so, a good blowjob. So, you know, you, you, this girl is saying, like, my dick is, uh... Wait, why did they... <laughs> and, like, you're trying so hard not to laugh, and as soon as you... It's like, teeth, 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 and then you, then you laugh because... How did that come up? How did that rule come up? That, that's a brilliant rule, but how did it come up? I don't remember. Yeah, I haven't played a drinking game really in forever. It was really funny. Unless... Yeah. Super funny. Unless I mean, drinking laughing, while playing but... solitaire is... <laughs> yeah. is, is, that a, is that a drinking game? Because I win every time. Right. Only so. <laughs> right while listening to this. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> I'm playing cards all by myself. Maybe no one will know if I deal from the bottom of the deck. Who With cares anyway? drinking boxed wine. <laughs> thinking of tarot card girl. <laughs> Let's get to the mail sack. Let's get to the mail sack. What are like, we waiting for? Let's it's get like to the suicide mail sack. is painless. I didn't know it had lyrics. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, Dan sings song because that's the Incredible Hulk thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, oh, and oh he, I know. He's he can actually play 
on the piano and sing a very funny lyrics for that. And he's done it probably four times on the show. <laughs> yeah. Right. We're going to dip into the mail sack. Mail hey, sack, speak of the devil, sack. it's Dan. <laughs> mail sack, mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack. I want to get my hands in that mail sack. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was great. Oh, by the way, do I have sound on my laptop? Uh, you do. All right. So this first email, I, it was left over from last week. Uh, this is from J.P. Cutter, who's a local boy in Santa Monica, who is a, a programmer, 29, for the, all those who listen, uh, who, who care about such things. And mm-hmm. you should give us your age and your occupation, or what you do while you listen and to And your social security number yes. and home address. Yeah. And your <laughs> PIN number. So he actually took the time to pull a couple old clips from the Nooner days, uh, or not even the Nooner days. Uh, I think it was just er from a while ago. Oh, yeah, it was from the Nooner days. So this is from episode 10. And he says, um, I thought these were funny, uh, particularly funny in retrospect. So here's the first one. Um, Yes, playing the first one. Um. Oh, shit. About to play, About that to play first the first one. one. That clip uh, is quit. on its way. Yeah, this is a professional podcast. As, um, as we anticipate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, hold on. This is all me. Uh, throwback. Okay. Yeah. I, I no, was audio clip. No, this is me playing okay. from Nooner Dan the Marty Days. Podcast days. Moments away. Moments away, people. Uh, we'll Windows Media Player. <laughs> That's the that one. Was Here not like the you clip. do look like. All right. All right so this is Dan uh, having a little discussion, and you look like you do look like a gazelle. <laughs> you really do. Just right for the picking. For, like, <laughs> right. Like, right. All the lions right have picked me yep. out. Yep. <laughs> the, the lionesses. Right. They're the uh, huntresses. <laughs> so was it really for fat Asian man? Uh, no, it was for a veterinarian. Oh, like Brett. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's going to have to remain an inside joke. Yes. Yes. Uh, so I, for those of you who didn't know that inside um, joke, it so probably, I'm, in retrospect, makes a lot of sense. Uh, so that was me talking about a role that I was auditioning for, and uh, Dan was making reference to, at the time, Nick the optometrist, or mm-hmm. uh, who's actually Brett the vet. That is Dan's significant other. Uh, And they are still, uh, I think, what, two and a half years now. And and to the point where, uh, and here's the the point, and and this is probably a a little personal, but, you know, Dan wanted to make sure it was cool to talk about it. Uh, uh, You know, Brett, you know, being uh, a young vet in the Mm -hmm. making, you know, he probably, you know, didn't want it, but then... When he felt comfortable, then we could talk about Brett the Vet. That's why Dan is open about it now. Um, and I think uh, two weekends ago, he spent the, the weekend with uh, Brett's parents and all went oh, wow. So they're hot and heavy. Nice. So big shout out to Dan. Yes. Um, and this next one also comes from the same podcast. So uh, these are great, by the way, JP. Thank you for pulling these. You know, I think uh, uh, it was Tyson submitted uh, a clip of us to another show, a podcast called the Succotash Comedy Podcast Podcast. Yeah, that was very nice. That was really cool. Um, yeah. And so recently in the press, there was one article that said, will Rob Thomas please shut up about the Veronica Mars movie? And it's oh not him. God. He is not 
out there, I mean, we might be occasionally trying to figure out a way to do it, but, it, it, you know, this, the answer remains the same answer. And now it's just unfortunate because he's getting, it's looking like he's trying to yeah. create press for himself, but it's, it's not the case. So oh, Can I suggest go. starting a Kickstarter? No, uh, a terrible idea. <laughs> terrible, terrible idea. Whoa. Terrible no, for idea. For $30 million. Ter- terrible, terrible million idea. $30 million quick, quick Kickstarter. Uh, get, get the fans involved. <laughs> get them just... No, that, Marty. No, that, yeah. I cannot. Look at you. Look yeah. at you. I cannot take credit for that. Johnny I'm, Appleseed. Oh, Nick the dentist. I'm sorry, Nick the dentist. You're uh, the, the. We pulled back the curtain and we see the man. We're, we're paying no yeah. attention to the man behind the no, curtain. No, that, that I cannot take credit for that. In fact, they had been planning this Kickstarter for almost a year before it actually went up. No. So they shot the video for it. So was that Dan like six just... Months. That was me putting making Dan feel uncomfortable. Because oh, because you knew about it. Because I did know about oh. it. So, so, JP, I cannot take credit for that. Uh, that was just me being a dick. Intrigue. It's really fun to be on the mic and and make Bill feel uncomfortable about his sex life and make Dan feel uncomfortable <laughs> about everything. You did everything. just by saying that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so how was the sex this weekend? Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and there were, I, Chris, uh, there were a couple of uh, other times when Dan would make slip of and say Brett instead of Nick the dentist. Yeah. Because Brett the vet is, it, it just works. Yeah. And by you the way, I think Brett the vet would be the one you'd make up. Because you were really seeing Nick the dentist. Yeah. Right. Or at least come up with a better f- a rhyme, you know? Right. Like uh, Spock the doc. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's me off the cuff. But uh, Brett is graduating from, from vet school this year, so, or this month. So Excellent. congratulations to Brett. Who's nice. giving the commencement speech? Ralph the dog? Lassie. Uh. <laughs> orf, orf. Maru the cat. Uh, so, oh, mail sack. Sorry. I forgot we're in the middle of a, of a segment here. Uh, the next email comes from... Okay. Uh, I'm already struggling with the technology I this morning. Inez. I'm not going to give his email out. Um, <laughs> with all the nerd, I, I, I don't know who this person is. Inez, uh, with all the nerd talk, the obvious next step is a nooner dungeon crawl spinoff podcast. Uh, I hope I'm not alone in wanting this. So that would be you. A, may, you may not be alone in wanting it, but you are alone in knowing what the fuck it is. Well, it is. I'd yeah. <laughs> explain it. It would be a podcast of a D and D set. Oh, I'm so down. I am so totally down for so, that. But that would have to be a separate ongoing the thing. The three of us wouldn't have to be on. Just do it once. We could do it once. Yeah. Yeah. Just do like a special live from inside the caves of chaos. But we <laughs> we have no idea what the fuck That's we're doing. That's the yeah. exact same format of this show. All right. Yeah. All right. It's much. on. Maybe we should do a Call of Cthulhu one. Okay. I think I think we should absolutely like do a cut down, like record the whole process of like building the characters and going, and then do like a cut down, like greatest hits. Right. Documentary version of that experience. Oh, I think sorry. that would be a blast. I, I already know how the first five minutes is going to go. <laughs> it's going to be me with the little fucking figures going pew, 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 and these guys going, all right, get out. Get out. Right, right. And, and, and Bill saying, this game's stupid. Right. Fuck this. this is dumb. Fuck you. You want turn, me to what? That's turn dumb. the table over. Why do we do that? Yeah, yeah, dumb. dumb. You're this dumb. Stupid. <laughs> Fuck you. Who's idea? This is dumb. So Noah, if you wanted, to, uh, so down. If you, if you <laughs> yeah. wanted the Bill rant, there it was. There I, I did the Bill rant today. <laughs> Fuck you. 
So this next one's from Michael in Germany. It's actually, you, you did it a little limp-wristed. You went, fuck you. It's more like, fuck you. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Fair enough. I'll work on I'm it. going to do it. Do it right. This next one is also about our lack of vocal talent <laughs> from Michael. Hey, y'all. Hi, y'all. Thanks to Jeff Foxworthy. So I finally decided to write in. First of all, Marty, your German accent is terrible. Uh, second, Bill, your Dutch accent is also terrible. Both what? Of you. <laughs> this, you know, this is how they sound. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, both of you need to work on it. But on the other hand, Emily's and Bill's nerd voices are great. Yes. You should both do a segment in that voice. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, if Bill makes it to Germany, I hope... Uh, not, not if, on, when... Uh, Late okay. July. If not, uh, I hope not on the weekend I have to work or have my class reunion because oh, you fun. guys are going to hang out. Yeah, love to. So something about me, I was born and did grow up till I was 13 in East Germany. But we did get West German TV uh, so we could watch it. U.S. shows like Simon and Simon, Scarecrow and Mrs. King, <laughs> Fall Guy, <laughs> Matt Lock, and so on. <laughs> so basically, that, that's the Western propaganda they got. Wow. It's the Fall Guy. Wow. God, those Mike Post theme songs from the 80s. Just so amazing. fucking good. Yeah. When I was 21, my parents told uh, me that my paternal grandfather was an American soldier, but unfortunately, I never had the chance to meet him. Oh. But I stayed in contact with my cousin, who was originally from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. In 2000, I did visit her with my parents in Lansing, Michigan, where she worked for GM. Uh, now she's living in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, working for Amazon, and she likes to visit her. Uh, he likes to visit her uh, because she's like a big sister to me. Nice. Um, I did help her move in 2002... Uh, uh, from Michigan to West Virginia, shooting guns in the backyard was great. <laughs> but something um, almost dangerous did happen, uh, but I think I will tell you that story another time because it's quite long. Uh, some movie questions. Do you sometimes um, watch oh, watch movies and in, in the end it's uh, like a sucker punch to your gut? Uh, one is seven for me, and there's a German TV sh movie called Hope Dies Last. So, is there a movie that's a punch in the gut for you guys? I just saw Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind for the first time, and I found it very depressing. Really? Yeah. Did what? What was the uh, punch for you? So there's so much that every relationship seemed so fraught and dysfunctional and hard. Uh, no one was right for each other, and then these two people who, even with this attempt to erase every memory of each other from their minds, they still found their way back together. Right. But they were so unhappy when they were together, but that's who they're meant to be. It's just, it was very romantic, but it also, I it also, it I just walked away thinking like, God, relationships are just impossible. Yeah. <laughs> they're just impossible. <laughs> exactly. They're so hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I had that movie just totally rocked my, you know, rocked my socks. It was, I loved it. it was I, I loved it beginning to end. But, but I don't it, know it, if I... I found it very, very brutal. Yeah. I mean, but it also, it's something we could all identify with because all our relationships are, are imperfect. And so we watch it and we're like, oh, yeah, okay, that, that is just how it is. Mm -hmm. There's no storybook romance. Yeah, and, I want to go to a movie to see how it isn't, but, but pretend yeah. that that's how but it is. In yeah. a way, you, can, you could say, well, you know, that hardship is what you put up for that heart lift, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's how I came away from it. But I was just, yeah. I was just super down. Me, on it. I, I, the one movie I love the movie, but it just it's fucking. I want to cut my wrists at the end because it's 
saddens me. So the Rob, Roberto Benigni movie where the, the dad and the son are in the, Life is Beautiful. Life is Beautiful. It just fucking yeah. crushes me every time. Yeah, I, so hard. Yeah, it, it's really tough the, the these because, you know, dramatically – directors they know that they're going for that punch in the gut they know yeah. how it ends and uh yeah. yeah and so like seven for me felt like they had the ending first of like like i mean i i felt a little manipulated by the end of yeah seven i mean you're talking about the box the box what's in the box <laughs> what's in the box <laughs> we know it's in the box yeah you know but i so i felt a little I don't know. I felt Cheated. a little manipulated or in manipulated, that one. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you saw Jude, um, the film version of Jude the Obscure. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Chris Hackleston, mm-hmm. Kate Winslet. Yep. Um, that was that was the most brutal. That's a tough story. It was man. the most brutal ending. Uh, for me, the oh god, that was like I, I was just pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At how hard that was to watch what happened to them i've mentioned this uh movie before it's called nobody knows it's uh a japanese film directed by the last name is korida k-o-r-e-e-d-a and it's about these uh children who get abandoned by their mother and are living on basically homeless these four uh three or four kids and uh based on a true story uh and the ending is just heart i mean it's heartbreaking and it doesn't it didn't feel manipulative at all. Like, I mean, you're yeah. just so you're because you're with these characters for so long, and it, like so that you follow them for months. And like the kid who plays the 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 eldest boy, he like he didn't cut his hair the whole time, so yeah. he just ends up looking like. I mean, not that that's a huge sacrifice for an actor, but <laughs> but he he does look like a just a homeless like or street yeah. urchin at the end, and you just like that that guy needs. Like therapy after doing this role, mm, yeah, it's really really sad. But uh, Christopher Brown throws out Bicycle Thief. Yeah, that was a. Oh yeah, you're you're waiting for the light a lot in that movie, and, well, they, and it wasn't necessarily forthcoming. And Tyson mentioned Reservoir Dogs, Gut Punch. I remember Reservoir Dogs, I but a, I haven't seen it. I think it's shot in the gut, right? Yeah. Was it just that? Was it just <laughs> that he, he doesn't <laughs> survive? Uh, yeah, or or the reveal of Mr. The, Pink. The end. Apparently, there's a there are clues to who Mr. Pink is in the production design. Somebody, you can look it up and I guess there are like jars of pink stuff in one shot and like all these clues to who ah, Mr. Pink is. So if it's oh, somebody, clever. I think it's on Buzzfeed. You can look it up and, and see that. And yeah. then it won't be such a gut punch because it, you should have seen it coming. <laughs> it's your fault, Tyson. For not thinking. I don't know if it's yeah. a gut punch, but a uh, nice twist was uh, for me was always a uh, usual, usual suspect. suspect. Yeah. Oh yeah. When no, that was really, Great, yeah, yeah. and just that reveal of all he the straightens different... up his leg and yeah. he walks normal. It's like, and then, fuck that dude's badass. And then like the, it's the coffee cup, yeah. you know? Yeah, oh, he's, yeah. Like, yeah. He's just like son of a bitch. Oh, uh, by the way, um, Michael ends his letter with, uh, um, "I won't shit on Cleveland because I haven't been there yet, but I will tell you." That's all right. Neither have a lot of people. I will shit tell on. you, <laughs> fuck the Helmuth. Bill knows. Do you know what that means? Uh, I think I was talking to somebody on Twitter about uh, the Hellmouth from um, Hellmouth from Buffy the Vampire Slayer being, oh. being located in Cleveland. Oh right, there you go. And there there is a <laughs> Cleveland shout out in one of the episodes where they like they re envision what, what what happened if Buffy never came to some, never came to Sunnydale. Yeah, and Giles is on the phone 
talking to Buffy and he's like, yes, well, I understand there's a lot of paranormal activity in Cleveland, but no, no you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, this one is from Chris Brown in Saskatchewan. Good uh, morning to the group in whatever combination awaits us today. Sadly, not including the lovely Emily. Firstly, uh, is there a name for our group of followers? Uh, the people who listen to Babylon are the Garmi. Listeners of the last week on Earth are the Glebe of Extraordinary Gentlemen. More stories, listeners, are Moriers. Hmm. Uh, so we need to coin a term. Murpees? You know, oh yeah, we're Murps. Oh, Murpees, Murpees. Yeah, you know what? We're gonna <laughs> it leave that. Like herpes. We can't come up with it. A lot we're gonna like leave guys, it. Yeah, we'll yeah. leave it to you guys to come up with that name. Dis- that's a great. Yeah, go that's on a great Twitter assignment. and discuss. That's your assignment this week. Yeah, no movie. Just come up with a good nickname, and we'll, we'll see what yes. happens. And yeah. also help me figure out what to do for my friend's bachelor party because apparently I've been assigned. <laughs> Secondly, I was wondering if there are any movies that you loved as children and still have an affinity for, but do not ever uh, want to watch again because you know it would ruin the magic. Dreamscape. For me, uh, I remember loving Cop and Half when I was eight or nine and haven't seen it in 20 years and know it's probably terrible, but like the happy feeling of, uh, instead of always feeling negative. Uh, Like the happy feeling instead of always feeling negative. Cheers. Hashtag Cleveland is all right, Chris. (laughs) Thank you, Chris. The Apple Dumpling Gang. Hmm. Don Knotts, and it probably would still hold up for me, but uh, I just re- I remember it so fondly because I went to see it with my grandfather. You know, rest in peace. I, it was just one of those moments in time that I was a kid. And I remember going. It was me and my cousins with my grandfather, and we just had a ball. And it was just funny to see all the the antics, the Disney esque antics, mm-hmm. right, right, of Don Knotts and and crew. interesting. I'm. I'm- you know, we talked about it before, but that Buck Rogers movie, I really like that. Oh, yeah. Buck um, Rogers movie. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. Gil Gerard? Mm-hmm. Yep. And Aaron Gray, yeah. God, I love Aaron Gray. Uh, it, was a, it was a movie before it was a TV show, I think. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, that, that one would probably be terrible if I went back and rewatched yeah. it. I did love Dreamscape as a kid. I, uh, I'm sure it sucks. Yeah. No, I, I watched it again recently. It Snake was, Man? Snake Man? The Snake special man. effects are terrible in it, but the yeah. story itself is good. Is it Dennis Quaid? Dennis Quaid and Kate Capshaw. Yeah. And, uh, Indy! And the, is she less annoying in that movie? He's yeah. great in that. She's annoying as fucking uh, Temple <laughs> No, I mean, there's a nice Ugh. chemistry between the two of them, and the bad guy's good. And the whole concept is great. You know, it's about yeah. a, uh, people who can go into each other's dreams, and then mm-hmm. somebody's using that to assassinate people. Yeah. Great concept. And yeah. I, mean, I guess it's been done before uh, in other, you know... Or since. But or since, right. Yeah. Um, just, just the Freddy uh, Krueger, the Dream Warriors. Right kind of the same concept but right i always love that 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 those movies actually that movie and and freddy uh dream warriors kind of empowered me to take over my i don't have nightmares anymore really that oh like, like as as a kid because i trained myself like lucid dreaming yeah hmm. oh, i you trained got... myself to to uh See. to be a dream warrior i guess yeah that, nice. that's like called uh, lucid dreaming yeah. also a hip-hop it's... group that i kind of like yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yes. Oh, I guess Inception, Inception is a basically mm-hmm. dreamscape. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. Uh, dreamscape with a budget. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know which movie? Another one for me. It, it actually stood up though for me. Uh, it doesn't so much as far as the actual story. Maybe it's a little flimsy, but the black hole. 
I heard they're, they're didn't we talk oh, about yeah, that that they're, they're redoing it? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I remember being bored by that even then because I I, thought, I I all I saw was robots and lasers. Yeah, and I was like, that's another Star knew. Wars, and I was yeah. like, that's not another Star Wars. It's no, a, it's yeah. a slow burn, very yeah. different yeah. kind of movie. I remember watching Star Wars on the re-release, and it had probably been since I was a kid since I saw it, and yeah. uh, and just realizing how bad the acting is in that movie and how bad some of the lines of dialogue. I, I know that's blasphemous to say. I'd say yeah. I'd agree with the lines of dialogue, but I actually think the actors pulled it off. Yeah, I guess so. But there's some really clunky dialogue. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. And it was just like, oh, this is badly written. Yeah. I mean, I still loved it. Don't get me I wrong. Thought, I thought they pulled it off. I, I agree that there's some super, like, I wouldn't know what the hell to do with that line. But yeah. I, I feel like they did a pretty pretty decent job of it. Uh, Lou mentions the Jungle Book. I don't know if you mean the cartoon version or the... Yeah, probably the cartoon, cartoon version. version. There's another one that... The songs in that are great. Yeah, but... There's, uh, oh, what was it? Um, it was Br'er Rabbit and, oh, Song, Songs, Songs of, of the South. South. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, yeah, they, they Revisit that. that one. They, of course they yeah, pulled it. Disney yeah. has that locked in a vault. You can't, you can f- try to find it. There's some. Yeah, I worked some, in a video store and we had it and I, I, I wanted, I'm sure it's uh, not around anymore, but I want to know where that tape is. Oh, my God. The Tar Baby. Yeah. There was a, mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a character called Tar Baby. Yeah. In there, and, uh. Obviously, and they still they have a cleaned up version of it, or, or, or Uncle. Yeah, what is it? The yeah. opening credits and then closing right. credits. Zippity doo dah, and that's and it. And that's it because everything else in that. And it's so crazy that that was the movie that that song really, you know, uh, launched from mm. Zippity doo dah. As far as you know, the popularity of it, because even um, uh, the, Michael Jack, the Jackson Five, did. Did a oh, really? version of Zip. Oh, right, right. Mm. So it's crazy that something that that sprang, you know, a popular song. Like I know. That just you can't find. It's hard to find. And it makes you think, like, what were they thinking? What were they thinking? Did I tell you guys? I think I mentioned I had this children's record that had the story of little. It was you know the story little black sambo. Oh, it's like an yeah. old old fairy tale, but they changed it to Little Brave Sambo. Yeah, but they they didn't. Uh, so they changed it in the narration, but they had recorded a song previously that was Little Black Sambo, uh, and they they didn't re-record the song. They just tried to edit it. So it literally goes, "I'm Little B- Sambo, Little B- Sambo." <laughs> like they, oh. they just tried to cut off, cut the nice. word blackout, so it was just Little Sambo. I'm, oh. I'm Little Brave Sambo. Yeah, yeah. Little brave. Oh God, it was so, so funny. Uh, Mr. Black. I just, I've been watching <laughs> Cheers from beginning to end. Uh, you know, I'm just going through Cheers right now. It's it's on streaming on Netflix, and then like the the second or third episode, there's re- reference to like some guy comes in and goes, uh, you know, my my uh, son came back and said that he's engaged uh, to you know to to someone who's black, and that was the thing. And then it comes out that it's a black man. And uh. and then you know the idea is that he's trying to get advice from Coach, the bartender, and Coach says, you know, you just accept him for what he is, and like, and then the guy's like, you know, very grateful. But it's a very progressive message, like, yeah. accept yeah. your your gay son's lifestyle and marriage, you know. Wow. And that's this is in the wow. early eighties, yeah, eighty three, eighty four, yeah. Wow. And I I was so impressed with that, like, because like these are people who were writing it who are just thoughtful and you know. Yeah. And, just progressive people and it made it to the uh you know the nbc airwaves and meanwhile at disney they were not so progressive right we're talking about the song of the south like yeah. it just didn't regressing like yeah like what sort of Remember the good old days when niggers were slaves <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Let's make a movie about Let's that. Make a movie geared about towards that. children. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Nice it's... board meeting, asshole. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just actually thought of two movies that I loved as a kid that I haven't revisited that I wouldn't that are also gut punches combining the two themes. Ah. Um, Secret of Nim and uh, uh, Watership Down. Oh, Watership yeah. Down. They both that they both animated out. movies that made me cry yeah. a lot. Oh, uh, Watership Down a was lot. scary. Yeah, yeah, but it also was very sad. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't, I wouldn't revisit either of them because those worlds were so dark and violent and scary that I don't want to watch it and be like, oh, yeah. it's just a cartoon. And I think the animation probably wouldn't be as. You know, I don't know. I, I, Don I, I can, Bluth be, I can be very forgiving uh, to old school so. animation. I think those are Don Bluth. I mean, I loved, I loved the Rankin and Bass stuff. I'm super forgiving of, of old fashioned. Nim was animation. definitely Don Bluth. I don't know yeah. about Watership yeah, Down. Yeah, Nim was Bluth. Watership Down on. Uh, so Jeff mentioned uh, Brave Little Toaster. And then uh, <laughs> apparently, Song of the South is available on VHS for $109.59. Oh, you think nice. Disney would uh, pony up for that? Uh, Get this it off Amazon. Let, next email is from Darren. Mizzle, Bizzle, Jizzle. I think I'm Bizzle. I'm Bizzle. You're Jizzle. I'm you're Jizzle. Mizzle. Marty's Mizzle. I sound like no, no. You're <laughs> DJ Masters. Jizzle. You're Jizzle. Yeah, I sound like semen. Thanks. I'm Bizzle. Uh, <laughs> I find demographics to be interesting. I heard a documentary about China and demographics. There was a high in- incidence of uh, smoking in China. Poor access to Western medicine, which, uh, when combined with the own, uh, the one-child policy, is building up a time bomb. The thoughts of the assembled towards this. Uh, the thoughts of the assembled towards the situation that might befall the second biggest nation on the planet in 20 to 30 years when the population halves and everyone has lung cancer. Regards. Jeez. Uh, P.S. Fuck Karen Mo- Nelson Moore, third seat of the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals uh, and the city she appeals in. Oh, I guess that's... Probably Cleveland. That would yeah. be Cleveland, yeah. apparently. Okay. To um, cerebral fuck Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> Guy, gotta respect that. Um, <laughs> there we I go. I classed it up for you. China is the biggest nation on the planet, uh, not the second biggest. But um, I don't, I don't know if they're they're gonna. Uh, I mean, they have a billion and billion and a half people there. Yeah, like they they don't have the in- infrastructure to uh, hold that. You know, to they're they're billion, You know, millions of people living in poverty there. Yeah. Uh, even though they have a, a huge middle class, I, I don't know what to think about that. I mean, I, I think that there are too many people that we should have a, a slower population growth. Um, yeah, are you planning to have more kids? Uh, no, I'm. I'm. I think I'm pretty much done. Yeah, uh, I've got my one boy. I've got my namesake. Yeah, yeah. Your sperm will live on. Will live on. Your Y chromosome will live on. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to have kids. I, I, I think that China's going to face a lot of problems. Not just beyond uh, the population growth, um, they've got they're going to have some uh, human rights issues that are going to yeah. come up in the next twenty, thirty years. They're going to have pollution problems. They're going to have energy problems. Um, I've just got Rancid's time bomb stuck in my head. Oh, give it, give us a, a <laughs> little black to white Cadillac. There goes a time bomb. Right. Remember that one? Yeah, that's uh, not helpful. And then <laughs> it's Yaka, not going to do anything for China. No, no. <laughs> They give him something to bang their heads and they're, on. And they're, they're impending doomsday. Uh, Yako says uh, he just sold nachos with cheese and salsa. Uh, salsa sauce, which is, um, I guess, mm. redundant. Uh, <laughs> or and a, just and some a bag disgusting of product popcorn. we don't have in the States. What do yeah. you eat while watching a movie? 
I don't well, eat. I don't get. I don't get snacks at the at the theater. At the theater, I do. I do the traditional. I, I get popcorn, and if they have the hot dogs, I'll get some fucking nitrate. <laughs> yeah, uh, some people put in. They do like something sweet mixed in, like with popcorn. Like they'll take a, a can of yeah, or a box of M and M's and dump it in yeah. there. Never done that. I've never done that. I, one. I, don't I mean, I'll get a box of the candy, but it's like fucking buying style. That was the last thing. I, last time I went, I'm like, I, no, no, I don't want to invest in the the company. I just right. want food. What the fuck? <laughs> Why um, is it so expensive? Yeah, yeah, it's it is way too. I, I will. Put in whatever I can stuff into my pockets. Yeah. Bring in. Well, I so. told you guys before I went. <laughs> I took myself and, and Marilyn's son. We went to see. Uh, oh God, I don't even remember what the movie was. Oh, it was uh, that the one where the demons were all coming down on this one remote fucking diner, and like the old lady is like, uh, yeah, the baby's gonna die. Oh, Eli, Book of Eli, or something like that. It's not Book of Eli. It was, uh, but it was something in in that vein where like. Armageddon was about to. It wasn't have. the mist, was it? No, no. But it was very much like the mist. Oh. In any case, uh, we went there and the <laughs> we went to Subway first, and it was it was kind of cold that night. Uh, probably not cold enough to warrant my big puffy fucking <laughs> East Coast fucking yo ski jacket, but I had that on. <laughs> puffy jacket and i had foot long in each <laughs> sleeve so i'm walking in <laughs> all robot like yeah. <laughs> and then did you do that like the weapon was yeah and that's that, that, sorry what did you want italian trio <laughs> <laughs> snicked <laughs> yeah i i'm down legion with that. legion that's the one oh yes. was that any thank good? you michael it was okay i mean it, it's a good i would say it was a good uh you know roller coaster type uh ride of a movie and you know, just a fun escape i think that, that it, paul Bretton? if you take yeah, that so. into a, a a crowded theater and you've got the uh you know something that smells really like fragrant distinct yeah distinct like yeah the subway has a smell then yeah then it, it gets to be a, a, an imposition but if i know i'm going to a theater where i know it's going to be pretty empty i will scout out my little place and put my, my little picnic hibachi next to me your hibachi yeah. <laughs> yeah i love i love i love eating pizza and watching movies i like the old the some of the older theaters where you can like have beer and pizza yeah well that's the one that that's what i i do the most of if i well back in the day i don't do it now but i i did the most of it like you'd hear dun, 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 you know you hear the music then a soft lull and you hear Fucking <laughs> can open. I've fuck? done that. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So uh, I was reading in the. Uh, it's actually an old post, but apparently when Johnny Depp dies, he wants his ashes. Uh, he wants to be cremated and his ashes to be put in a barrel of whiskey, and then everyone at his funeral would come and take a uh, take a Ew. sip of Ew. his whiskey. Drink. Depp Ashes whiskey? Uh, well, it's, it's not like you're going to catch a disease or anything. No, but maybe if you, yeah, but if you could infuse the barrel or something like that. But not so you're actually drinking floaters. Well, yeah, no, say kind of... say it's filtered out. Say there's no floaters in Ugh. there. That's still. Why do you hate Johnny Depp so much? Fuck him! Hey man, fuck him. He he gross. bailed on his country. Right. Oh yes. Expatriates can suck my ass. Well, I think <laughs> he was inspired by Hunter S. Thompson, who. Wanted to have, was be, he snorted? No, he wanted to be shot out of a cannon, uh, his ashes. And Johnny Depp, in fact, fired the cannon that, that right. shot off his ashes. But that's a little less selfish than 
requesting you be consumed. Or, yeah, it's demanding. It, well, I, guess. I mean, Tupac, uh, the outlaws took some of his ashes, rolled them in a blunt, and oh, smoked really? them. And, allegedly, uh, no and allegedly, there. Keith Richards snorted his father's ashes. Yes, and uh, so, would is there anything that you guys would do want? on your you know to, to happen and to celebrate your dad <laughs> my dad used to say this funny one i'm sure it's an old comedian's joke probably red fox or somebody but my dad <laughs> used to always say just bury me face down so the world can kiss my ass <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. red fox like, all right mark mark grunewald um grunewald you, you're a fan my of era my era of comic book reading was was and dominated by mark grunewald he i think he did that uh um Scourge storyline in Captain America that I was talking about oh, last right, right, week, right. and and he's a um, he's a writer. Yeah. Uh, so when and he was also one of the minds behind Marvel's Marvel Universe, like just the encyclopedic yeah. first appearance, last appearance, first appearance in this costume, details of of their superpowers and how they work. You know, he he was like he was like a, a brain trust. He was just a, a he. He was he was the mind of Marvel. He yeah. kept up, kept track of everything. Well, when he passed away, his final request was to have his ashes mixed in with the ink that was used to print the trade version of Squadron Supreme. Wow! So there are four thousand yeah. copies, which of the was book. a fun dystopian uh, book. I had the original yeah. limited series. Uh, oh, so wow. there are four thousand copies that contain his ashes. That's kind of that's baller. That's, that's fascinating. Crazy, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's dope. It. But but then these kids are going to be like licking their fingers uh, and turning the page. Is that like, it's it's only skeevy if you... I mean, it's just carbon. That's all it right. is, right? Carbon and calcium. Um, the, this Remember I, you remember when I went up to Santa Inez and Santa Barbara and we shot an improvised road movie? Right. Uh, about, like, it was two guys who were both in love with this woman who never loved them. Yeah. Uh, and they were spreading her ashes. Um, someone actually gave us the ashes of their mother... Um, Why? Who loved the, who loved the valley, and because they were super casual about it, and they had already been spread. You know, the the majority, the family had all done their stuff with the ashes, the individual stuff, and there was still there's some left. And she loved the valley, and we were gonna go spread them around the valley throughout the movie. But no one told the other actor that they were actual human remains. Oh shit! So when we first used them as a prop, the very first time, we were like huddled in this river spreading the ashes and like the wind was blowing and he was like starting to do this gag where he like got the ashes on me and I was like dude fuck do not do that and I was like kind of freaking out and he's like yeah. what's the big deal and like is, they called cut and I was like dude those are fucking real ashes and he's like ah I totally freaked out but so you actually did <laughs> we like, actually spread human remains in the LA river and, uh, totally illegal also by the way yeah. wild wildly illegal I would imagine so um Oh man, I just, that just makes <laughs> me think of Lebowski. That yeah. is one of my favorite scenes of all time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That we had to avoid that gag all the time because they just kept. You know, yeah, we were outdoors shooting, you know, in, in uncontrolled environments, and they just kept blowing everywhere. Oh man, like our clothes. And he didn't know. Oh my god! The look on his face when he found out they were real. Ashes. Thank God he didn't like dip his finger in water and. Yeah, no, he was like that. Like, cl- he was like he was that close to doing those kinds of draw gags. war paint. Like, <laughs> ah, he would have been fine. <laughs> so in 1871, there was a guy named uh, S. Sanborn who was a hatter. Uh, he you know, was he mad? <laughs> probably mm-hmm. because his in his uh, death in his will Request. he wanted his. Uh, his skin to be stretched into a set of drums that oh, for a friend. Jesus. And he wanted 
the friend to go to Bunker Hill every year on June 17th to play Yankee Doodle. Jesus. Uh, but I don't know if that actually happened. Um, that would That's a lot to put on a friend. Yeah. That's that. asking a lot. And yeah. to put on a drum maker to be like, come on. Yeah. Right. I got to like, work with what? Uh, yeah. Um, that sounds like a fetish type. Yeah. yeah. After you're dead, you're not allowed to take your fetish with you. That's or maybe it's just like he secretly didn't like his friend. He's just like, what's the most dickish the thing I could do? Asshole. Yeah. Thing I with this. yeah. You have to put my face on your face and run around <laughs> saying, look at me, oh, look at me. Leatherface. Um, there was a woman, Audrey Jean Knauer, and she had never um, met Charles Bronson. But when she died, uh, she was a huge fan. I guess uh, he left. She left three hundred thousand dollars to him. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and his uh, the, her family, of course, was just like, "What the fuck?" And but it was a legally binding will. Oh my god! So Charles Bronson took that and went to Vegas and blew it on whores and yeah, cocaine. Of course, no, he gave it to charity. Uh, Bill, what would you do? Do you have any? Have you thought about what you, what you would do? Not a whole lot. I imagine I'd be cremated. I don't yeah. see the value in in rotting in a, in in the yeah. ground. Yeah. Uh, although I will say there is, I get great comfort in having a place to visit my father. He was cremated, yeah. um, and we have a bench dedicated to him at the uh, botanical gardens in Cleveland. And it's oh, nice cool. to at least yeah. have somewhere to go and yeah. sit, like a, a like a, and it's much less grim than a tombstone. Yeah. So it, even if even if you are cremated, you know, it's nice to have that that spot. Yeah. Um, like a plaque or a tree or something that can be visited. But I imagine I'd be cremated. I mean, I love to travel, and I know there's lots of corners of the world I'll never get. Um, the, the basis of that film was a friend of mine died in college, fell, fell to her death, and her ashes were sent to people. Because in college, everyone's doing a semester abroad or this yeah. or that. And so we were all over the world, and her ashes were just sent around the world to be spread. Oh, that's a lovely, that's that a lovely thought. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't give a shit what happens when after I die. I, I I'm kind of psyched about it, actually. Get me the fuck out of here. Oh, Jesus yeah. Louise. Tombstone just going to say, leave me alone. Oh, <laughs> Bill needs a hug. Everybody out there, I want you to cross your arms and squeeze. That's a hug for Bill. Ugh, now you sound like your tarot card reading hippie friend. You don't know her. I'm telling at all. you, you two are destined. Oh, God. Um, all right, Jeff. It's in the stars, whatever those are. Jeff just gave us a scoop on IMDb Uh-oh. Dan Harmon exploring possible return to community. So he was fired after the third se- season, and then they had a pretty shitty fourth season, I have to say. I know that we've got a couple huge fans of Community. I didn't enjoy this season. I would love to see him come back, uh, but Dan Harmon also hasn't brought me back. I wrote something for him, and I didn't hear uh, hmm. anything back from him after that. Is Rob Schraub yeah. still on uh, Community, or are they not writing partners anymore? Um I don't Weren't know. Weren't they creative who, partners for, for I don't know who Rob Schraub is. Schraub and Harmon? Um, I, I don't know. And I Schraub mean, wrote uh, Scud, that super popular comic book uh, about the, the vending machines that sell bounty hunters. Oh, yeah, yeah. Robots, yeah. And, and they self-destruct after they kill their yeah. target. I know he's he's got two other series going on right, right. now um, and a bunch of web stuff and animation stuff in the works so i gotta get something going man i'm bored what are you talking about you have a zillion things going what's it yeah but i'm bored i'm bored uh we've got a rough cut we've got a rough cut of the thunder dogs and i actually blog posted about it with some photos behind the scenes with adam bush and greg ricard um and some of the stunts and stuff on my my website williamwaterson.com 
Uh, and we got a rough cut, so we still got a ways to go. But our editor is leaving. I think I'm allowed to say this. Our editor is leaving in two weeks to cut uh, Hot Tub Time Machine 2 down in New Orleans. Oh, So nice. we've kind of got our feet to the fire to get the, the edit wrapped yeah. soon. So that'll wow. be doing that a lot this That's week. That's cool. Uh, the Dave Made a Maze teaser will also be up this week. And I've got some storyboards, so we're going to combine those. And you'll tweet that out? Fundraising. I think. It's a little, it's a little confusing. Uh, We've got, we got to sit down and have a powwow because the, the teaser is just a sense of the tone and the humor and just sort of us being playful in my apartment. Um, almost more like a Kickstarter thing, but we're not doing Kickstarter. No. It's, not the, it's not the production value and the quality of what to expect for the film. It's just sort of a, a tonal wink don't and like and, and, and an announcement that we will be filming yeah. so i don't know i don't know how to roll it out because if you see that and think that's what the movie's going to be it's that would be a super big letdown because we're you know we got robot chicken we got all these reference points of gondry yeah. and you know and then you see this it's like well it's just it's fun but it's us just fucking around you know so yeah. i just got from a marketing standpoint i gotta figure out figure out what makes the most sense as far as how to roll it out you can't see this on the the uh view screen on Ustream, but Bill has his legs tucked under him, and he's like his butts to the side. So he really looks like a pinup side model, saddle. like a Varga pinup mar- yeah. model. And now he's like smiling coquettishly <laughs> and giggling. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> but I'm sure it's a very comfortable position. Maybe that's not for my tombstone. Maybe so, that's the shirt I should be. By wearing. the way, if you don't follow him already, you can f- get him at Bill Twatterson. It's Tweeterson, sir. Oops, sorry, uh, Bill Tweeterson on the Twitter, and then D Jam Master is uh, where James can be found. Yes. I'm at Marty U. Uh, and what? What's coming up on the breaks this week? Anything good? Uh, the breaks. Uh, I'm going to be releasing good. the next uh, chapter of... 87? Uh, Where are you? Yeah, 87. So right. Deep in the Crates. Deep in the Crates will be uh, released soon. And I'm working, I'm developing a show now. I don't want to give too much away, but it's going to involve vinyl. Nice. And, I'm in. Uh, yeah, it's going to be It's going to be really, really You can cool. spin my little Sambo song. Yeah. I got that hey. on vinyl. <laughs> That would be amazing. And the Plastic Man theme song, I got that in vinyl. <laughs> nice. I'm doing a podcast on needles, so there you, know, you go. <laughs> so we can we can do it together. And, uh, there you we'll, go. We'll do a crossover. It took me so long to get that. I was uh, like, my, are you? Do you have diabetes? Are you? Are you an addict? Oh, wait, the moon it. rock. Needles. Wait, I, I see it now. You get a DJ, and you get a depressed person, and you call the show "Cutting and Scratching." <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Comedy jail. I liked it. No, that was a good one. I'll visit you in comedy um, jail. I like that. Right. That should have gotten a yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's enjoy that for a moment. Uh, by the way, you can God, the please so send good. us emails. Yeah. We got some great emails this week. Uh, that's noonerpodcast@gmail.com. And send me. I was serious. I, I tossed it off earlier, but I I have apparently been assigned a bachelor party. So. Uh, I don't know what's oh, fun. That's your assignment. Oh, I haven't tell had us, fun since I was 11. Tell us some so good bachelor good? party stories and bachelor party ideas that, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be all drugs and naked people. Yeah, I mean, guys, we're all turning 40 here. I don't yeah. <laughs> I don't need to get, go to Vegas and get coked up and see strippers. It's some some fun. Obviously, we're going to want to drink, get a little out of our minds. And at some point, because it's guys, we're going to want to be around girls. But that doesn't mean strip club. Yeah. But it doesn't have It could be. Right. I never understood be. that, uh, the old stag movie thing. Let's get all uh, all guys together, all our friends, and what, we're all going to sit there and jack off together. I mean, I don't. Right. Uh, yeah, I 
I did that once um, for a friend's uh, bachelor party. You got together with a bunch of guys and jerked <laughs> off. Exactly. Because, but it was his bachelor oh, party, and like jerk. I think it's because we couldn't afford strippers. Uh, you know, cause ah. and uh, and his dad had a video store, so he just brought a bunch of you know a box of porn, tapes, porn, and I then we just know. like watch just, it. And, but you huh. know, you don't even as a as an aesthetic Ugh. background uh, thing. You know, it still seems creepy, like super creepy. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it ain't going to so, be that kind of party. So don't suggest that. So something <laughs> you know, else. Just something class better. It up a little bit. Yeah. How about a big circle jerk, guys? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and if you haven't done so already, leave a leave a review on on the uh, iTunes, whether you like us or not. Yes, um, please do. Please yeah, do. Because it helps, it helps us out. And um, yeah. And if you haven't uh, tweeted in, tweet us because we like it. If we we like to hear what you're doing when you listen, yes. and uh, and just anything about you and. We appreciate all the support. And uh, keep them coming. Someone did suggest Nooners, but uh, suggestions for names for listeners. That's your homework. That's your, that part two of your homework. Right. That and the bachelor party. And we will see you next Tuesday. Yes. Get to work. <laughs> if that This has been a production of Smodcast Internet Radio.